Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. I am your host, Magnus Carter. You are on the Making More Money for You show on Voice America Business. I want to th- take a moment to thank Trey Taylor for last week for showing us how he runs his business, how we, everybody, if you wanted to, can run your business like a family, uh, create generational wealth, and also uh, have fun doing it and have peace of mind doing it as well. Well, this show is the last live show of 2022. I can't believe we're already here. It's been eight months since I've been doing the shows with you folks. I want to definitely thank you for your support in this. And this show is going to be very special because we touched a little bit on the subject before with Jesse Clark about doing personal brands. But this episode is going to take that personal brand, make it a company, a corporate brand, and then make it go out into the universe and make the sky your limit for for me to do that, I have a very special guest. She is the CEO and co-founder and founder of Million Dollar Branders. She is a very seasoned brand strategist. She builds, specializes in legacy building, and uh, also a podcaster and author. Uh, without any, any further ado, Justine Pogroski, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Magnus. It's such an honor and a privilege, and I'm so glad to be on your show. I've heard so much about it. Finally, last show of 2022, huh? Absolutely. I couldn't think of a better <laughs> way to end this year with a bang than taking our pers- our brands that we've co- that we've uh, committed to, cultivated, nurtured like a little baby, and watch them grow up. So, with doing that is. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Justine. How did you get into brand management and brand and becoming a strategist in this field? So I actually grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I think I started selling at a very young age when I saw an ad actually for Disneyland on TV, Disney World, and I commissioned my younger brother to sell all of our old toys on the back of our fence in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I think we ended up being the two richest six-year-old and four-year-old in the whole of Johannesburg, which was awesome. So I have been selling since a young age, but unfortunately we had an incident and my mother was actually held up by gunfire at the age of 12 years old. So we ended up packing up our whole life and moved to Sydney, Australia, where I always knew I wanted to be in creative. And when I left school, I actually commissioned to get my first job at a company called Ogilvy and Mother. I don't know if you've heard of it. And from there, I ended up freelancing and I saw a gap in the market to start a smaller agency with the thought, with, you know, that had the thoughtfulness and the touch of, you know, a smaller agency that could service its clients one to one. But back then, there weren't a lot of smaller agencies. So it was the large, you know, agencies where it was the creative director and then it was a whole pipeline. You, were, you weren't dealing one-to-one with the creative director. And I thought it, there needs to be something in the market where you can work to work with clients 
one-to-one, do their campaigns, do their creative and bring their brands to light on a global stage and shine light on them. And that's when I started Million Dollar Branders and the concept came from everyone deserves a million dollar brand, but how do they go about building it? And these days it is all about legacy. You know, what are you going to leave on this earth once you are not here anymore? That makes that's thinking way outside the box because in, in a flip side of things, everybody's is seeking the larger companies because they figure they can make they don't think it's a, as hard because they have the money to back whatever it is you're trying to promote. Am I right? Exactly, exactly. And I think you know, nowadays there are a lot of agencies competing for branding, competing for work, but it's really about who you are as a soul and person, what it is you do differently. And I think branding in general is so much more than a legacy. It's an echo of your achievements. It's an echo of your accomplishments. And it's also how you make people feel. You know, I think it was my my Angelo said, you know, people will remember how you make them feel more than anything else. And we're living in an experience age. So it's the after effect of how your brand makes someone feel. It's no longer acceptable to just have a pretty logo or a website. It's how that experience makes them feel on an everyday basis. And if they love the experience, if you make impact through that experience, that's where you shine as a brand on a holistic scale. Oh, that makes, that's a lot of sense right there. But before we get into more details with this, we're throwing around the name or the concept of branding. We talked a little bit about it before with Jesse on from Beautiful Badass Life, but what is a brand to you and how do you relate and how do you relate to a brand? I think a brand to me is really about legacy. So it's about putting your footprint on the world. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it's it's basically your footprint. So it's, again, what do you leave on this earth after you're gone? And it can be a company, it can be a product, it can be an idea, it can be a, you know, a concept of some sort. Or, you know, it's how you relate to it. So it's something you have in common with that product, with that idea, with that concept. I mean, you look at Apple, when Mm -hmm. Apple create a product, there's a line going for days out the door. Mm -hmm. It's because they've created a culture, which is the other thing. And that's what I think a good brand is. It's also a culture. How do you identify with people? How do you be relatable to people? But more than anything, I think it's about legacy. Well, with legacy, you have to research what your target audience is. Am I correct on that? And you got to make sure you get that right off the get-go or... You're going to spend a lot of lot of time, a lot of money trying to figure out what in the middle of uh, implementing something. Absolutely. And I think it goes also beyond that. I think, you know, when you're looking for your target audience, it's important to remember it's okay if you're not going to attract everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and that's when you actually start specializing and become like you want to be the authority in, in your area. Am I right? You, you take Absolutely. what you from what I've seen and from your podcasts and uh, some of your, uh, your other articles that you've written is that you, how do you find someone that you want to spend time with to actually do this for your client? Because you have to be just as choosy as they do on what they want their brand to be. 
Absolutely. And it has to be like attracts like because it's all energy. doesn't matter what you're doing in life. If that energy isn't there, you're going to miss the mark regardless. So I guess it's finding principles in that that person or that product that you want to represent and then matching it. And if there's no match, I mean, I would rather go to the beach than work on something that I wasn't 100% on. I'm 100% or nothing in every single aspect of my life. Okay, so it has so, to. Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. So it has to be a hell yeah for you to actually go and do something. Absolutely. If I if I'm not a hundred percent in, if I don't believe in something, I won't even put my name to it. And I think that's where a lot of people just go with the flow. To be a great brand or to have a great product or company, you've got to be very very strong in your beliefs and your values, especially in today's times, because you know sheep are around. There's a lot of people trying to be like everything else, but the greatest brand asset that you can have is your uniqueness. Okay. And everything that you're talking about, right, that you're that you just described is I've been finding I've been doing it, but I'm doing it without knowing about it until someone points it out. It's like, oh, you did this and this. When I go back to my mentors, he's like, Well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, Well, I'm already doing that. He's like, Well, how did you know how to do that? To me, it, it makes sense. Uh, I'm more a logical person. I'm like, okay, if I was buying this, what would I want me as a customer want? Even though it's not for me, it's for the people that I want to sell it to. Absolutely. And you mentioned a really, really good point. You know, when I worked with a lot of startups back in the day, and even now, you know, it's it's when you see them on Shark Tank, for instance, and they value their company or product. You ever seen that when the shark say to them, how much is your company worth? And they say, five million and 33 and 65 cents, you know, and, and you're like, how do you get to that? And they say to them, have you sold any products? And they say, no. And it's because they've designed a product or a brand that appeals to them. That doesn't appeal to their customers or clients. So you you mentioned a really important point. It's not about you. It's about thinking logically about what your customers or what your potential prospects want or need, and then creating the brand around that. Okay, uh, I've been with with building on that. Is I was once in the people that I'm I'm selling things to. Uh, out of high school, I can guarantee probably the same in Johannesburg is we weren't taught about money. We weren't taught about how oh. to invest things. We weren't taught about budgeting on uh, going into debt, good debt, bad debt, or just debt in general, depending on your views on it. And that's one thing that I, I find today is they do it even more without knowing it and they're okay with it. And I, that just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> and um, I, I'm sure you see a lot of companies that, um, fight your tooth and nail as well as trying to implement something. Yes, absolutely. And I think as a company, look, it's going to be trial and error, especially if you're starting a new company. And again, you know, people don't necessarily save for a rainy day. Look what happened during COVID. You know, I mean, some of the companies couldn't help it, right, in hospitality because it's hospitality. They were relying on, you know, people sitting on seats in a restaurant to order food, but imagine if they thought a bit outside the box. We had clients during COVID that actually, you know, said to me, thank you for making me think outside the box because, you know, we pivoted so quickly through COVID. 
But I think it's really important that point, you know, you've got to always be aware of that rainy day. And we've just gone through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So how do you budget and how do you get your head around money in a way that if it happens again, your business is basically COVID proof or whatever the next pandemic may be? Because if there's been one, you know, there may be another one. Oh, absolutely. It's it's more or less knowing that there's going to be one, but actually when it's going to happen. Yeah. I've been I've been doing that a lot in, in the books and on other shows as well with other guests. Because what's one thing that you tell your customers that they need to actually plan for, uh, especially when they don't or especially when they're just starting out? Well, I think a lot of people actually underestimate the power of what branding can do because the, the some customers believe that there's no point in investing in branding. But the thing is, if you've got a good brand, people are going to know you. They're going to see you everywhere. They're going to find you. Like, I mean, how did you find me? It's the same thing. It's like I've spent years and years building a brand, right? Same with people who listen to your show. It's a brand in itself. You are a brand. We are all walking brands. But branding is the greatest investment that you can actually make, whether it's in yourself or your company or your business, because even during difficult times, you can always use that as an asset to pivot off. And it's your own. I mean, we're living through the age of also the great resignation. After COVID, people don't necessarily want to work that hard anymore. They're realizing the importance of life. Yeah, uh, you made a very valid point there that life, the work there, to me, there is no work life balance. It's always been a choice. Either you choose work or you choose life. There's no balance. And my, my philosophy is there's absolutely no balance. Uh, we can fight tooth and nail about that, uh, but that'll be for another show. <laughs> we can definitely talk yes. about that in another show. But okay. as we're talking about it, even back before all the social media and all this hype and all the advertising and marketing, because we are in a, in a commercialized civilization now, before that, we did have our brands and it was our word. If we said we were going to do something, we had to do it or nobody would actually come to you and, and want anything. Or, um, or even the small mom and pop things. They had to be there to do these things. Absolutely. And I think you mentioned something. So integrity, right? When you're building a brand, that's really what's going to separate the very best of businesses moving forward. Because I think it is going to, you can look at it however you want. I think it's going to be a lot harder to make money moving into 2023. And the brands that have integrity and are willing to do whatever it takes, those are the ones that are going to succeed. The ones that are able to pivot in a hard economy. And I think, you know, the people who are going to just rest and chill and relax and be watching Netflix, unless you're putting good stuff in your brain, unless you're working on your self-development, you will risk becoming obsolete. But your brand is something you should always be working on, whether it's you as a soul and a human, that's a brand, or your business or your company, because you just never know when that rainy day is going to come. But integrity is a huge asset when it comes to branding, because you'll be known as a thought leader and an influencer as a brand in your space it will make you the best that you can be in that space that that is very intriguing because as we're talking here about it uh integrity is definitely part of it and you also said opportunity how many opportunities did you act on and know that it was actually the right thing to do 
And and what did you use to uh, make that decision? So people will probably laugh at this if they know who I am, but I'm, I'm actually a very spiritual person and I never, ever doubt my intuition and my gut. So when I go into something, it's probably because I don't really drink alcohol. You know, I've never been unhealthy. I don't smoke. I really take care of myself, but I've got very high standards for myself. So if I meet an energy or a person or a thing or, or, you know, something that comes my way and it doesn't feel right, I won't take it on. I'll never doubt my own intuition. And I think as humans, for some reason, a lot of us silence it. And I've been there, done that, but I've really learned in business and in life to trust my intuition because 99.9% of the time, your intuition or your gut instinct is right, whether it be about a person or a product or something like everyone has it. Everyone's got that intuitive drive. So let's say, you know, you're going to buy into a product or a brand, for instance, or you're going to go spend time with a person who isn't matching your energy field. Like if you can feel that in your energy, chances are it's wrong. You just got to go with your gut and go with your intuition and stuff is not going to get easy. I mean, you even see it these days online, right? In terms of coaching or people offering all these online courses, you've really got to be careful even when finding a brand or a coach to, to work with, whether it be, you know, you're working on your podcast or you want to build an e-com site because there's a lot of scamming going on online and it's not slowing down. Follow your intuition and your gut and and vet like crazy, you know, go to town, research that person, you know, speak to some past clients. Like it's it's almost like you gotta dig up for skeletons underneath the closet. Uh, especially that was you brought up a lot of things, uh, especially reviews, trust pilot reviews, Amazon reviews, whatever type of review it is. I always yeah. look for the disgruntled ones. I always look for the two, three stars. Why? Why is it that even mm -hmm. on my own books, I, I love, I love reading the reviews because one, it, it shows if I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing and the book's doing what it's supposed to be doing yeah. Two is it gives me a chance of being able to improve. I'm always looking for that improving thing. It's like, okay, well I'll take the book down and I'll rewrite a couple things, repost it, give that person another chance to read it. And it's like, okay, does this work? you know, and, and constantly and the next book, the next book, the next book, I constantly keep doing that, especially with the radio show as well. As we came in earlier, when we, when we were on earlier, I want to know if you, there's anything that you wanted to talk about, because I can, we can take this 5 million ways from Sunday, but if it's something that you feel that the listeners here and your listeners need to hear, mm -hmm. definitely, uh, we can definitely explore it. If not, it's going to be it's going to be gone. It'll be lost. 100%. And you know, you mentioned a good point there. I think we spoke about this a bit earlier, right? Offline, but you're never going to be able to please everyone. Right. You will never. So even if they write negative reviews on your books and on, on your stuff, if you are being the best person you can be, and you know that you're operating, operating from the best intentions and the best integrity as a brand, and you're dropping value, you know, haters can also be a good thing. It can also mean you're on the right track. 
you know, so so I wouldn't look at that necessarily as a negative, but I love, I'm a huge self-improvement junkie. So I will always, you know, invest in myself and work on myself and it definitely makes you better. So well done for that because I think that's what makes a true champion, someone who's willing to actually get in the ring and keep working at it, keep working at it until something hits. And a lot of millionaires, you know, I mean, a millionaire today isn't that much money, oh, right? But right. It, the thing is, a, a lot of people who have really made it and excelled in life are always working on themselves. And I think it's really important just to remember that you just need to believe in yourself because not everyone is going to believe in your vision or your dream. And we're living in a very tough age. It's not like when our parents were growing up, you know, I mean, people can't even buy property now. So you've got to really work on what is best for you and, and work on yourself and not look left and not look right and be your own competition. And if you're at the very peak of what you can do for yourself and speak life into yourself, I think that's when you excel as a brand and as a company. Yeah, because you're the, as we talked about during this conversation is the brand is you. Absolutely. That's, that's basically what it, you're the spokesperson for it. You're the creator of it. You determine where it goes. And the the devil's advocate that is you can't blame anybody else either. If it's, if you're not getting uh, the results you want. No, you got it. It's almost like you got to build your own climate and your own economy in these these this day and age because you're going to get people knock you no matter what you do they'll either love you or they're going to hate you and it is polarized we're living in a cruel society now you know we've got access to online people are lazier they want things quicker and smarter and faster so you know are you going to roll down are you going to roll down a hill and die or are you going to step up and go i'm just going to not look at anyone else i'm not going to look left i'm not going to look right I'm just going to focus on being the very best that I can be and show up the very best I can be. And that's what I've been doing. And you know what? I think when you do that, yes, you have hard times, but you come from a place of, I know I'm doing my best. So even if someone says something to you that, you know, you don't agree with, or that isn't on your wavelength, as long as you are true to yourself and you're being your truest brand possible and your purest brand possible, then you've really got nothing to lose. And that brings up a good point. There is no, there's nothing that says that failure is a bad thing. The only person yeah. that decides that is yourself. Absolutely. And I think also on that note, there is an important factor because we are living in a day and age where everyone's a winner, right? But on the other side of things, it's, you're not always going to be a winner mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like if you fail, right. And you know, if people have, over glamorized entrepreneur like being an entrepreneur and i think that it's not like that you know it's really hard work being an entrepreneur and people try and be an entrepreneur and they they keep trying 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 for five six years if you need to work in a job and you're not built to be an entrepreneur that's okay too not everyone has to be an entrepreneur if you're in if you have a really good job and you're good at your job then stay in that job and treat it like it's your own company when I was working for these ad agencies back in the day, I treated every single company like it was my own company. I would imagine myself being the CEO sitting at that desk representing, you know, that company mm -hmm. like it was my own. And I think that got me really far too. And just for other people listening to this, you know, it's okay. 
you don't have to be an entrepreneur because it is it has been over glamorized and it's hard work mm-hmm. people you know often see you know you look at Gary Vaynerchuk and a lot of people who have made it they don't see the darkness that they went through they went through a lot of you know ups and downs to get to where they're at and pivots and god knows what else you know to reach that scale and it's not always easy but it's okay you don't have to be an entrepreneur just as long as you're being the best person you can be. Oh, I agree with that. And to add on that, the fairy tale of passive income, and if you believe in passive income, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't exist. Because when you become passive, your company starts going down. You start losing money. You lose your it's, edge. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like, you know, the, the people that I know making passive income are literally like multi, multi, multi-millionaires that own a lot of property. They've invested smart. And you know what? They're still very careful with their money. You don't see them, you know, blowing it and chucking it against the wall and throwing it out. They really are careful and they really are smart with investing. But they're still doing things to make money. They're not That's sitting right. back. And because I I'm I'm gonna fault them for it. The ad that I bought, I bought a course online in not the greatest state of mind um, with the help of alcoholic beverages. And, but I understood after the fact, after going through the course and whatnot, that it is going to be hard work. And when they said it was going to be passive, I knew they were lying about it because not it, nothing in this life is easy. And everything that you want in life that you want to get, you do have to work for. Hundred percent, and you, you're talking to someone who's been working literally since the age of twelve. So I understand. And, and on that note, like you know, there's some months that are also going to be better than others. Mm-hmm. I just really want people to know, listening to this, like you know, going through the economy and you know the financial times that we're going through. Just try not to listen to all the negative around. You really have to focus on building your own economy. Whether it's at work, you know, just be smart about what you buy, be smart about your investments, and also be smart with how you invest in your company and where you invest. And uh, and to add on that, Justine, be careful who you invest your time in, your time with. 100%. You'll become like the people you hang around. I'm a true believer and relationships are everything too. So relationships are associated with your brand, going back Mm -hmm. to branding. Oh, yes. Yes. Everything we were talking about relates to branding in one form or another. And it's okay if you mess one thing up here, one thing there, but learning from that mistake, it takes your brand to, it's still going to take your brand to a next level. It might not be in the time frame that you're doing it. Am I right? But it will get there. Definitely. It is domino effect. Okay. But well, I hate Justine. We're halfway through the show already. I can't believe it. We're halfway through. Time flies when you have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. We've dropped so many nuggets of branding information to take the, what you use with your clients, what people need to be doing. Uh, it's up to them if they want to implement it or not. But we need to take a quick break so we can come back and get back back at it. I'm excited. Oh, Bring on too. the break. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, People, if you just got here, don't feel bad. This uh, The rest of the show will be rebroadcasted. But hang tight. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, Justine and I are going to get, we're going to dive deeper into 
making that million dollar brand and shooting it up to empire status. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And if you're just tuning in, welcome to the show. If you're just tuning in, you definitely need to listen to the first half of this broadcast or the show in general. We have dropped many, many different things and suggestions, tips, tricks, and uh, strategies to take your branding to the next level and above. Uh, So it'll be on Voice America. It will also be on all your streaming services. And, uh, you know, it'll be on there probably later tonight. So. Take it takes a little bit of extra time to get into that, but we're going to get into a lot more deep stuff with branding. Uh, I have Justine here. Justine, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Magnus. It's an honor and a privilege. Oh, awesome. Uh, as many of you may know or may not know, Justine Progroski is the host and creator of Million Dollar Branders. So we have a top tier expert with us tell, teaching us some of the things that she uses to actually take your branding to the highest limits it could possibly go. But to do, take it to the highest limits, we got to work on the foundation, right, Justine? So, and we did cover quite a bit of fu- funda- fundamentals in the first half of the show. Are there any things or any um, topics that we missed? in the first half that you want to bring up now? 
That's so interesting that you just said that because you sparked something in my mind. I think with so many online businesses, you know, after the pandemic popping up, I actually think that offline is the new luxury. So I think branding is associated with you as a person. It's every single contact you have with people, whether it be by telephone or however you're connecting with people offline, that is going to really set your business apart because people are just getting like millions of emails in their inbox, emails coming back, you know, there's Instagram, there are all these online funnels to get to someone or to work with someone but what you do offline is going to really set you apart so i just want to make sure that people are aware of that in terms of branding absolutely like we we said before it's the experience the personal experience that you want to go back to them to buy something you don't want to look anywhere else you want that person or that brand to be your go-to brand i hate to say it but apple has that locked down (laughs) In the phone, in the phoneage, I'm not an Apple fan. Uh, I was at one time, but me and them, just, you know, went our separate ways. But they, they have it. They have the Apple stores. They have the Apple geniuses. They have Apple Care. You know, they're they actually take the time. Their people actually take the time to go over things with you. Absolutely. How many, how many other brands have you that you worked with do that? Myself. <laughs> I actually I went to a dinner um probably about a month ago and someone actually came up to me at the dinner and said you know what Justine you really embody everything million dollar branders and your brand you you present how exactly how you do online and it's an all-rounded experience and I was like wow that is when you know you're doing something right and and as I said I'm always working on myself but it's literally, if you can make people feel a certain way and connect with your brand, then you're winning and you're going to win in 2023. And past that, because even when we look back at the last year, it's either mistakes or successes, gains and whatnot. It, how important is it for you to actually take a toll of what you've done in the last year to move on to the next year? Definitely. I think in a lot of ways, we can all learn from, you know, past wins, past mistakes, past failures, whatever you want to call them. But again, you know, a brand is about being able to pivot, never becoming attached to a brand. You know, we're creating different entities now with million dollar branders. You've got to be constantly thinking about new products and get excited about the future and what you can offer people, especially in such a detrimental time when, you know, people think that the world is about to collapse because of the economy and the after effect of COVID. Again, it's, it's, you got to make your own brand economy and climate. You brought up an, an interesting question that I have. Now, when you're talking about your branding yourself and whatnot, now, is it better to stay within your wheelhouse or is it good, better to expand outside of where your your norm is and where you are cur- currently focused? So I think it was Jim Rohn who said, you've got to work full-time on your job and part-time on your fortune. And I believe that, you know, everyone's trying to get rich quick and, you know, they buy you. We spoke about passive income before yes. and they're finding segues, you know, how it can be like, look at the crypto market. There were people who invested their their life savings into crypto. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. Like I actually know 
crypto millionaires and billionaires. So, you know, it has worked for some people, but again, that's their forte. People forget they the one, it's like a, a trader, right? They sitting there doing it every single day, day in, day out, hour on hour, minute on minute. And, um, you know, Robert Green actually wrote a great book called Mastery. <gasps> I'm a strong believer. I love okay. that book. I just seen but that I, book the other day. <laughs> Not gonna lie, yeah, it's confirmation. Then, you, if you haven't read it, you need to. Robert Greene's amazing. He's written some incredible books. Yes, but when it comes to mastery, I'm a strong believer of you need to become so great at your craft in order to be the best. So whether you want to be the next big public speaker on stage, you know, and and you know, be on global stages all over the world, like it's about putting in that time putting in that effort. So I'm going to say it's better to stick to your wheel craft unless you've got a mentor very close to you who can actually teach you from the ground up or you're very confident in learning something from the ground up, which is new. But I, I would say you can touch on those things, but in order to become really fantastic at something and excel and become brilliant, it's the hours and the minutes and the days you put in. And that book, Mastery, will explain it better. But even before that, I mean, I was doing, I remember I was a disaster at design and advertising. I walked out of my first design class at, at university because I, I couldn't handle it. I mean, the Mac keyboard is completely oh. different to a PC keyboard, mm -hmm. you know, and if, if you don't put your mind to it and keep practicing, how do you become really good at something? So I'm old school. You know, I think you got to master your craft and be really great. I was watching a funny YouTube clip the other day and I, I very rarely consume other people's content, you know, unless it's really going to add value. But um, the man speaking made a great point. He said a lot of people try and learn different languages, but they can barely speak English. Wow. That's, that has hit home really <laughs> Yeah, really harsh right there. Because it's mastering certain words. Even I'm not a master at English, right? But become really good at your craft, and you know, become really great at it to become remembered for it. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Speaking of that, uh, I remember seeing an interview. It's with Slash from Guns and Roses, and mm -hmm. one of the questions was asked with them is like, "How did you? How did you become?" the legend that you are um, at being a guitar player. He's like, he's, he told the, the interviewer straight out. He spent like four to seven hours a night mastering his craft, no matter if it was one note or if it was three notes at a time to actually to do that. <laughs> and he's amazing. He's still playing. Um, but for someone like that, as we're talking about it, to master a craft like that, he, he is a master and he keeps improving on it. Absolutely. And one of my favorite people of all time was Kobe Bryant. It was so sad what happened to him, but yeah. he really was an icon. And the reason why is because he just kept going and going and going. He didn't stop and think, wow, I'm the best player in the world. You know, he just kept going, mastering his car. If you look at a lot of these people, they put in the time, they put in the effort. But it's about also being smart, I think, knowing where to invest your time and how to invest your time. And Time is our most valuable thing that we could ever have and we can ever give anybody. If somebody ever tells you that money is or cars or anything else is, they have no concept of what they're talking about. Honestly, that's because time, whether 
the way I look at it is when I spend time with somebody, I, I don't want them to do anything else. I don't expect them to do anything else, like be on their phone or um, talking to other people or anything. I'm like, I'm here for you. And my I'm opening up to them and doing that with clients or being a mentor to somebody, or if I'm being, a, if I'm being mentored by one of my, by one of my mentors, uh, undivided attention, no matter what, if, the, if I see them fail, I'm like, okay, now my mind's wondering is like, how did they fail? What made it fail? What goes on with this? Uh, and <clears throat> you would totally miss that stuff if you were stuck on your phone. Absolutely. And a lot of people are stuck on their phones these days, you know, so it, it takes a certain, it takes a lot of discipline to actually devote your time to someone. I'm a huge believer in that when you're with someone, like give them your full attention. That is your brand. Again, how are you making them feel? It wouldn't feel really good if, you know, I was on a call right now and I'm doing this interview with you, right? Like you'll remember me for that. So again, how are you making people feel? Now, I have come across people that, and I'm sure you have, especially with companies, brands, um, as you're dealing with clients, that they come to you or they come to me as like, I want to be like that person. Or I, I want better than that person. I want to know what they're doing so I can do it um, and be better at it. I believe you called that the Lamborghini effect. And yes. how And how did you get into that? And how do you use that to promote what you do with your clients? So it's always been a natural thing for me. I honestly have never, ever wanted to be like anyone else. And I don't know, maybe it's a, a freaky thing from God or the universe, but I've really always been my own competition. I've never looked at anyone and gone, you know, I want to be exactly like that because I think being unique, again, is such a huge asset. And there's only one of you in this world. God made you a certain way for a reason. And it's to impact and it's to be you, you know, it would be pretty boring if we all looked the same in this life. And, you know, the, the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini effect is something I speak about in terms of, you know, being different as a brand, because the most, the, when you, when you see a Lamborghini drive across the street, everyone looks twice because they rare, you don't see them everywhere. You know, if imagine if you saw 50 billion Lamborghinis driving around, you know, wherever it is that you live, you you it would just be an everyday thing. It would be like grass or trees. You just see them everywhere, you know, and you start to take it for granted. So the Lamborghini effect in terms of branding is what makes you different, what makes you stand out. And you know, when you go and buy a Lamborghini, they create an experience for you. You know, they don't just have red. They've got, you know, they're certain branded red. You can get your seats tailored. You know, you can get embroidery. You can, you know, change the stitching. You can get a certain dashboard. You can get your own tailored exhaust pipe. They, they really go into detail. And as a brand, if you can really hone in onto those things, what make you unique and you different, how can you not stand out in a saturated world? Now, when they're actually doing that, we'll, we'll continue with Lamborghini and whatnot. Now they're they they're the ones to be. They're everybody. Yes. They're you know they're you know they're highest pedestal people, and you have all these companies mimicking them. Yes. But so what you're saying right there is those people that are mimicking need to find something else that would stand out and make 
leveled the playing field like a Lamborghini, like to elevate themselves. Well, look, you're always going to get people that are going to copy you, right? Right. You you always get that, and especially if you're good at what you do. And I think it's, it's about flattery. I think that's actually flattery. When you see that people are copying you, I've had this done to me many times and many times with brands that we've worked on where people have been like, they haven't just taken our strategy or our look or our field. They've copied it. They've copied our brand. And honestly, I laugh about it. I think it's absolute flattery. I think that it means you're doing something right. But again, it comes down to you. What what type of product are you trying to create? You know, with Million Dollar Branders, we focus on really putting you on a pedestal and building, you know, a product that's going to stand out in a different way, almost like a luxury brand because it's unique. And there's only one of it. We, we make you want it. We make you excel in your marketplace, whether it's a service or a product. So it just depends what type of brand you're building. Like if you want to go for the masses, is it, um, I'm trying to think of some American brands, you know, like McDonald's, right? That that works for a mass audience. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamborghini isn't targeted towards everyone. You know, Bugatti isn't targeted towards everyone. They've built a unique experience for a certain level of human or, you know, ex- you know, type of person who's going to buy their brand or buy their cars. So I always, when I'm working with clients, I tell them not to do a competitor analysis. I tell them to do a competitive analysis. Because you can pick things from different places and people. Let's say you're working on um, you know, for instance, a hat brand, you know, or a cap brand, like or a clothing brand. Like you can go and look at what people have done in tech or cars and pick little unique things and bring them together to form a product or a concept or an idea. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to do that that analysis in your space. Like go and get ideas from different industries of people that have really excelled and put that together in a document and you know, get in touch with your human emotions and go, what did I love about that brand service or product? How did they make me feel? How did they make me feel, you know, that I want to go and make that purchase? That's excellent right there. Uh, one thing when I was going through the course to learn about my my audience for the books is actually go out into where they would be. So they would, they would like, okay, if you're going to be at a bookstore, and they're going to be in the cooking section. You want to go hang around at the book book section, you know, the cooking section, the cookbooks or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a that's a nice baseline. But I, what you're saying is, and what honestly, what I've done, I, I've when they say, you know, copy the box or, or go find something to, to be like, or think outside the box. I don't think outside the box. I burned the box plant down. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. I don't like that. I, yes. I burned the plant down and I went out everywhere, wherever somebody bought a book, uh, whether people talked about the specialty of making money or would have issues having money. That's where I was. And that's where I was taking my notes. I didn't Perfect. go, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I found that worked and it's building the brand. I know that the brand is building because one, I have you here to the show came, you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm not just doing this for the listeners i'm also doing it as for myself because like like we're talking about we always have to keep inventing ourselves reinventing ourselves changing things evolving really important. you know um what that's one of the things where i was when i go for uh 
to find guests or go out and seek guests. Uh, not only they don't come like they do come running at the door because like blah blah blah. It's like okay, well, there's five other people with this. What can you do differently? What can you bring to the thing? What can you what can you bring to the show? Where you know where can what can elevate you? I know I can elevate your status, but what can you do to elevate my listeners and elevate the brand that I'm portraying? So now when you and start, the cold alley is it's giving up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I love when people come on. The people I, I met through this journey, whether it's through uh, authoring or public speaking or college students, anywhere, any which way, if they have questions, I have no problem. I don't, I don't care about clocks when it comes to that because yes. that is one of the things where I have found that I will spend the extra 10 minutes or 15 minutes if I'm late for a meeting or something. That person wants my help. 10 people inside that that meeting hall may want my help. I can I'm guaranteed to make the impact here. It's all domino effects. You know, that person that you help is going to help the next person. That's how I look at stuff. That's branding. Again, that's branding. People are going to remember how you made them feel. And I'll never forget when I had guests on the show. Uh, after going back, uh, I'll follow up with you as well as I done with other guests about it. And, and I found out that one of my guests actually launched his own podcast, his own radio platform after being on the show. Wow. So you inspired them. Yes, very much so. And that, <laughs> I take that as like, okay. She's like, well, I want you on the show and blah, blah, you know, and started promoting this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very flattered to this. And when I talk to him, it's like, Oh well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Is and the worst part and the weird part is he has a branding person on right now too. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> we'll make this a lot better. But you know, that's a huge, it's a huge compliment because you obviously inspired something in him to get his booty going to start his own show. You know, and that's how you know you're really making impact. I, I just tell my clients, you know, and I've had many clients who have come to me and been like, "This company's copying us. This person's doing that." Don't worry about it. Because you know what? Like, focus on being the best person that you can be and the best brand you can be. Have tunnel vision. No one can copy your soul and you as a human. You know, right. there's no, there's only one copy of that <laughs> on this planet. Oh, so. Absolutely. Uh, and one thing when I was talking to my coaches about going into writing these books, the, the investing niche, it's like, that's a, that's a very thing. I'm like, well, there's not really a big market for it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go make the market. And every time when I when they heard that, they had no idea what to come back with. That's nice. That's a really that that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of all the brands that you've worked for, companies, uh, corporations, starting out, what brand have you had the most impact on? Hmm. That's a really good question, actually. It's a very, very good question. I'm going to say, actually, again, because um, we've worked with so many brands, but I think my own brand, and I'm not coming from an arrogant place by saying this, but when I look at my life, like my friends laugh at me, actually, because I, and even clients, because I always say to them, you know, if I died tomorrow, 
I would be okay because I know how many lives I've impacted. Because for me, it goes beyond branding. It's about shining light on others and bringing them, you know, to a level where they can actually be making their own economy out of something that I've created for them. But also, it's just about inspiring other people. I really, really love it. So I think the brand that I've created has really become a community and a platform. And I think everyone should have that inspiration and aspiration to be like that because we all have a gift and everyone's got a million dollar brand inside of them but it's just about how you put it on a global stage and take it to the world and there are people listening to this that have the potential to be so great but it could just be that they're surrounded by the wrong people or the wrong climate or the wrong tools and I think that's just what you know everyone needs to remember that it is inside of you but it's you only get one shot. Like, are you going to take it? And are you going to choose that part? Well, I have one last question before we wrap up. I'll make this one a, a fast one. If you had to go back and change any, if you can go back to your 12 year old self, what one thing piece of uh, advice would you give yourself? Be extremely kind to yourself. Because the voice that you hear in your head is the voice that's going to drive your future. So you've really got to be your own biggest fan. And I'm extremely tough on myself. But I think that's what's got me so far because I was never, I was always, you know, hitting harder, wanting to be the best. But I think being kind to yourself, which is something that I've had to learn, is really, really important. Because at the end of the day, when you go to sleep at night, you're the only voice that you're hearing in your head. You know, you've got to deal with yourself at night. So I think that if you can just be your own biggest fan in terms of your brand, you're going to get very far because you don't need other people to speak life into you or life into your brand or your business. And not everyone's going to believe in your vision. Like I always say, God gave you that vision with the ability to execute on it too. Hope that helps. Absolutely does. Well, Justine, we're at the show. Um, how? How can we find you? And, you know, if we want to keep in touch, how, how can we follow you? Um, because this information has been monumental, um, but I'm sure my listeners are going to want to want to learn more. Absolutely. And it's been such an honor. Thank you so much. You are forced to be reckoned with, and I can't wait to see what you do in 2023 and beyond. And we'll definitely be in touch. I'm on Instagram, Justine Pogroski underscore official, and I'm sure they'll see posts about this podcast interview. You can also get in touch with me via my personal website, which is justinepogroskiofficial.com. Go check out milliondollarbranders.com. We're also on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Um, basically, just Google me. Hopefully, only good stuff comes up. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I've if I've um, hit the range that I need to in terms of branding this year. Hey, Magnus. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you exceeded it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, everybody, we're wrapping up 2022. Thank you for uh, your support. Thank you for tuning in, Justine. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you uh, so much. 2023 is going to be phenomenal. I can see it now. Uh, but be kind to yourself. Also, don't stop working. The little things make big differences. And as for New Year's resolution, next on ja January 3rd, Money School is now in session. I have 
Florian Fritz from the Money Hero Academy. So if your resolution is to make money or get money back, tune in on January 3rd. Until then, have a wonderful rest of 2022 and uh, enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.